This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. Amen. Well, thank you for your giving. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Can we just give the Lord praise for those that are watching online? Thank you for worshiping with us. And I pray right where you're at, you have felt the presence of the Lord today. Hasn't it been a wonderful, wonderful worship service already? Let's give it up for our worship team, our band, all of our media that helps us. Man, week after week, they help us just enter right into the presence of the Lord. Well, next week is an exciting week because we launch our spiritual growth campaign. And we were singing greater things are yet to come earlier as the worship team was just uh, uh, just uh, rehearsing and practicing this morning. They were singing that. And Lord, I believe that greater things are yet to come. And I just have to tell you, it just jumped into my heart and into my spirit that greater things are yet to come. Will you say that with me? Greater things are yet to come, and I believe that. Next week is a highlight for us of our whole year. A spiritual growth campaign is a key, key component of our ministry here at Christian Life Center. Let me tell you a little bit about what it is. First of all, it's a time where we align everything. Say align. Everything gets aligned. We align our weekend service with our small groups. We call them life groups. We align our daily devotions, our kids' ministry, youth ministry, young adults. Everything gets aligned for only six weeks do we do a campaign. The first six weeks of our new, in a sense, year, uh, we run a church calendar the same as a school calendar. And for six weeks, we just press ourselves and we push ourselves to grow. We say, Lord, we want you to speak corporately to us in our personal devotions to us as a body and a congregation. And so we push ourselves for six weeks. And then at the end of the spiritual growth campaign, we have an impact project where we serve our community together. Now this year, our impact project is going to be what we call light the night. It's going to be an opportunity for us to serve families and community in our community here, inviting many of the children from our local schools that we're ministering in, their families coming out. And every year in our light the night, we'll have six, seven hundred, six, seven, eight hundred families from the community that don't attend Christian Life Center to come. And we need you. We need you to be a part of serving that night. It's an opportunity for us just to light up and let the light of the gospel shine brighter right here in Fort Lauderdale so that we can make a major spiritual impact. And so we need you. We want you to be a part. And I don't want you to miss out. Pastor Christian shared with you earlier, you've got to get a kit. You need a kit. The main reason you need a kit is you need that booklet that's in the kit. Now, 
to get a booklet, we've got a lot of great things in there, a t-shirt, a water bottle, a lanyard that you can put your keys and things on, stickers that you can put on your car or or, uh, some other place. I mean, we got a lot in there for $15. I'm telling you, you're getting a great deal. But the most important thing is you got to get that book because that little booklet is the daily devotions. That little booklet is the life group study uh, that where where you can be processing and talking in our life group. And it just all comes together in that little booklet. So those that are in person on the way out today, there's tables in the lobby, swing by a table and pick up your kit. Those that are watching online, we've made a way for you to get a kit right there on our website. In fact, they're going to throw up a few codes and a few links that you can do it right now. I give you permission as I'm preaching to do it right now because you need a kit. And those of you that are watching online, you've got an extra step because you got to go and order it. And then we got an extra step because we're going to ship it to you. But we've made the commitment that we want you to get a kit and we're going to do what we have to to get you that kit. So order it today because everything starts next week. Well, today I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you from three primary scriptures, but I'm going to really dig in to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, that's the primary scripture. I'm going to start by reading in Acts chapter 2, and then I'm also going to look in Hebrews chapter 3. So if you only have time to turn to one scripture, the main scripture is Hebrews chapter 10. Father, I thank you. As we open your word, your word is anointed. And wherever we are, as we hear this word, I pray that you'll use it. Whenever we hear this word, I pray that there's an anointing upon it. And I pray that you'll touch our hearts, speak to our mind, unify us in mind, thought, and in our wills, God. Let us embrace the word and determine that we're going to do what you've called us to do. And all God's people said... Amen and amen. I've titled today's message, Creating Third Spaces. Now, you got to catch the beginning of the message to understand uh, and to follow with me on our thought today. Creating third spaces. So what is this third space? Well, in urban planning right now, they're stabilizing neighborhoods by focusing in on what they call the critical role of third spaces. It's an opportunity for them to begin to strengthen and to give a sense of community, especially in urban places. Third spaces are this. It's been coined by sociologist Ray Oldenburg. Ray Oldenburg, the sociologist, phrased this term. The first space is your home. That's where you live, you abide. That's where you, uh, you know, find comfort and safety is in your home. That's the first space. Most of us have a work environment. Now, things are changing, but most would have a workplace that they would go to. They have work that they do, and that is called the second place. But the third place is that social place. It's that place where ideas are exchanged, where you have a good time, where relationships are built. It might be in locations or places where you can begin to come together. Now, what's been, if it would be uh, happening in the last number of years for young Americans, is now that third place is going virtual. Virtual. 
And so with Facebook and chat room and group text and WhatsApp and all of these different gaming uh, systems and opportunities to, to have a third place in the virtual realm has begun to emerge. But Oldenburg notes that the most effective place for building real relationships is in physical third places. It's there that you can easily connect with one another. That famous sitcom, uh, Friends, I'm sure all of us have seen a, a rerun of Friends. Do you know that each one of those characters are making like a million dollars a month on the reruns of Friends? That's how popular it was. And it was built on this idea of a third place where friends come together and they have that social environment. Depending on the location, actually third places are wonderful. It's a beautiful thing because it levels the classes and the black backgrounds and, and it levels out, which many times, unfortunately, and it can be rare in our society, people feel isolated. They don't feel socially equal. And in third places, that all gets leveled out and we realize that we're one, we're together and we can have relationship with others. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And in that third place, the key is that there's informal conversation. That's the main activity. It's the most important thing that links that function of the third place together. In fact, Oldenburg calls it the living room of society. The living room of society is these third places. Well, what I want you to know today is that God wants you and I to have biblical third places. Can I hear an amen? Third spaces, places, third spaces where you and I can come together. I told you a number of weeks ago that our value at Christian Life Center, one of our core values at Christian Life Center, we have four core values. One of them is to connect together, connecting together. And therefore, our purpose, if that's a value, is to help you and to help everyone in person, virtually, in South Florida, around the world, wherever you're at, to help everyone find and form biblical friendships and relationships. I'm calling it today from Oldenburg, third spaces that, that we find and form biblical friendships. In fact, I want to say it again. Will you say it with me? To find and form. No, say it with me means I say it, you say it with me, okay? Those of you online, I'm sure you were, but in the auditorium, they weren't. To find and form deep biblical friendships. Say it again. To find and form deep biblical friendships and relationships. That is third spaces. And boy, the New Testament shows that there were third spaces. And I want us to take a couple minutes and I want us to unpack a couple powerful scriptures. So I'm going to start with Acts chapter two, a familiar passage. We preach about it and read it quite often, but it just helps us to remind ourselves that the Bible, the New Testament, they created, the, the followers in the New Testament created these third spaces. Acts chapter two, verse 42, it says they joined with the other believers in regular attendance. They came to the apostles' teaching and to communion services and for prayer meetings. 
There was a deep sense of all that was there among them all. And can I say, wow, we felt that all today, didn't we? There was a sense of all in coming together. And this is what the early church had. There was a deep sense of all among them. And the apostles did many miracles. And by the way, I have found that God can move, miracles can, can, can take place when the people of God come with expectation The people of God, you and I, come every week with a hunger and an excitement and a determination that says, I'm going to touch God. I'm going to exalt him. Can I hear an amen? More, you're a little quiet in the auditorium today, but we're going to exalt him. We're going to magnify him. And my faith touches him. And as I touch him, the power of God is released. And that's what I want. That's what you need. That's what we desire in our lives today. And so there was this all. And the apostles did many miracles. And all the believers met together constantly. Constantly they were meeting together. And they shared everything, even to the point of selling their possessions and dividing, helping those that were in need. They worshiped regularly at the temple, in the worship sanctuary, in the weekend experience. They worshiped in the temple each day, and they met in small groups. We call small groups life groups. They met in small groups in the homes for communion. They shared meals. There was great joy and thankfulness, and they were praising God. And therefore, you see, when we create third spaces, When we are coming together and there's joy, there's a a fellowshipping together, there's eating together, there's taking communion together, there's praying together, the whole city was favorable to them. And each day, let me say that again, what each day God added to them all who were being saved. Can we just give God praise right now? I mean, that's what we want. That's what we desire is God. We see what you're doing and we see that, God, when we create a third space, when we create opportunity for the people of God to get connected with one another, beautiful things happen. So today I got four simple, simple thoughts. Four simple thoughts. I'm gonna share with you a few testimonies. And in these four simple thoughts, they're gonna answer the question for you and I is why is third spaces important? I ask you to turn to the key passage. It's in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And I'm gonna read first. I wanna read it. Then we're gonna come back and look at it. Verse 19 from the NIV, New Living, uh, New International uh, Version. Therefore... I believe Paul's the writer. Brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, we can come in to his presence by the blood of Jesus. You see, you got to remember that everything we do is because of what Jesus Christ has done. Everything that happens on a weekend and in our life groups and in our personal walk with God is based on the experience of what Jesus Christ has done for you and I. We can come into his presence. No longer are we separated and isolated because of our sin, but because of Jesus, no longer is the presence of God buried, uh, buried for us. There's no longer a a barrier, but the, 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 the presence of God has been opened because of what Jesus has done. Now, why is that important? It's because there's a moment when God will intersect all of our lives. 
He'll intersect you. He's intersecting me. Many that are here today, those of you watching online, if it hasn't happened, God will intersect your life and he'll open up your spiritual eyes and he'll show you your need for a savior, that you can't save yourself, that Jesus came to take away your sins. And then we call out to Jesus and we ask him to forgive us and come into our heart. You can do it even right now when you say, come into my heart, save me, change me. Father God, I give my life to you. The moment you do it, man, the presence of God is open to you. Can we just give him praise and... Thank you, Lord. The most holy place is open. We can have confidence. We can come in. No longer guilt, shame, condemnation keeping us away because of the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way, he opened for us through the curtain, and that was his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, so because we believe this message, Because we've accepted him as our Lord, our Savior, it says, say it with me, let us. Say what? Let us us draw near to God. That's the first point I want to point out to you is that you and I, it doesn't say let me. We have to be careful. As many times we make our faith and our walk, we make it something we do in isolation. But here he says, let us. Turn to your neighbor and say, let us. You see, why is this important is because you and I are to draw each other and we're to draw one another together to pursue God. Look here, he says, let us draw near to God. Underline it, draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. You see, why is it important to create a third space? Why is it important to come out of the crowd and join a a group of 12 like Jesus had with the disciples? It's because when we do, we help one another to draw closer to God. You see, we were meant to pursue God. We were meant to run after God. And when we draw together with sincere hearts, one another coming together, we are exactly what God has called us to be. And that's the body that is linked together. Now, this is what I know. This is what I know. I know, I know. What I know is that I, Pastor Tom, I will not be what God wants me to be without you, without others in my life. You won't be. You won't grow to the extent that God wants you to grow. You won't have the relationship with God that God wants you to have without others in your life. Why? It's because that consistency of coming together when others are with you just helps you to draw near to the Lord and to pursue him. How many can just kind of wave at me in the house and know what I'm talking about online? Man, just affirm that thought with me. We can draw together, move together, pursue together. We can pursue him. Now, let's be honest. It's easy to get distracted in life, isn't it? So many things can distract us. I mean, if, if, you, if you decide you're gonna start exercising, isn't it easy to get distracted? I mean, so, <laughs> it's so easy to come home. I mean, I've been wanting to do the exercise at night and I determined the other day I can't do it at night. I come home, I'm tired, uh, you know, I've, my willpower is gone all day long. I've been giving out, giving out, giving out. And then I get home and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna just relax, you know. <laughs> 
that I've had to say, okay, I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm, I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm going to force myself because it's so easy to drift. Have you ever tried to diet? right? You're going to diet, right? Oh, pastor, why'd you go there? You're going to diet. And, and, and you determine you're going to diet. And boy, sure enough, you start off first day, second day, no carbs. You're just cutting the carbs out, right? You're taking the carbs out. And man, then someone invites you to, you know, I don't know, Outback or, uh, you know, Olive Garden or, you know, some of these places, Cooper Hawks, you know, they have these wonderful bread. Oh, that's my weakness, you know. And on that loaf of bread comes and I, and, and they say, and, and the waitress sometimes will say, sometimes they don't even ask. Sometimes it just shows up, but sometimes they'll say, do you want some bread? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. And then my wife says, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, and bless her heart. I love bread. She loves bread and I have no willpower any longer. It's right there. Now I know you do, but I don't. And I'm Man, next day I know she's asking for butter. And, you know, if we go to Cracker Barrel, she likes apple butter. You know, the apple butter's there. And the next thing you know, I'm cutting the biscuit and I'm eating the biscuit. (laughs) And then I get a Diet Coke, you know, and I think I'm good. There's no willpower. You know, you decide that your relationships are going to be healthy. Your spiritual life is going to be strong. But what happens to all of us if we're not careful? If we're not intentional, we begin to drift. Say drift. We begin the drift. And, and what's beautiful about third space is when we create it, when you get into that 12, that third space, is you get a community around you that helps you and keeps you from drifting. They're there to spur you on, to help stoke the flames of your faith. And they're there to, to say, no, 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 we don't need any bread. No, 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 we're good. Right now I'm joking, right? Yeah, but, but no, 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 we don't want to go there. No, we don't want to do that. No, we shouldn't do this. We're spurring one another on. And this is what I know. And guys, if I could leave you with anything today, if I were to finish the sermon right now, this is what I would tell you, is God wants that for you. God wants that. And can I tell you, you need that. Let us. Let us. Too many people is, I am going to draw close to God. And here, the writer of Hebrews says, let us draw near to God. I want to share with you this testimony. It's Beverly and Pansy Rose. I want you to see two that pull each other and encourage one another to draw near to the Lord. Watch this testimony. Hi, my name is Beverly Scott, and I'm a life group leader. Hi everyone, my name is Panzer Rose and I'm a part of Beverly's Life Group. Well, I started at CLC in November 2017 and um, coming from a church, not as large as CLC, but I thought, wow, one could get lost here. So I recognized immediately and with my church background that small group settings was the best way to get integrated. I didn't know what to expect. Um... Never been in that kind of setting. You've heard us cell groups and all that, but life group, you know, what was this all about? But I felt very welcome. Pansy, wow, the Lord truly sent her to our life group because she has such a pleasant attitude and is always there, ready to pray for someone. And we do have a lot of challenges sometimes. So I'm very happy that she decided to come and be with us. I remember when I started attending the life group, ever so often she'd ask me, um, is there anything you need? And I thought maybe it was just cliche, but it's not. I have found that to be true. Um, as an individual, she's very caring as a life group leader, and, other, and that has filtered down 
into uh, the family, if I, if, if I can say that. My life has been changed with caring, caring for each other. For me, it, it, it has been um, the growth, not only for me as an individual, but watching others grow. You know, we, can, we, have, we share like interests, but at the same time, we are so diverse. So that has been, um, you know, rewarding for me. Not only getting to know um, each other, but their families, because when yes. we have, and then we always have a big Thanksgiving dinner and a big Christmas, yes. and the families are always invited. So we do really um, think about, yes, the, about, the church, yes, yes, about families. Okay. When there's a need in a family and everybody is there to respond. If you want to grow, again, if you want to be a part of spiritual community, if you want great fellowship, um, if you want to feel a part of a, that sense of belonging, by all means, you know, join a life group. You'll find it there. There's a lot of love and caring. Unbelievable sometimes, you know. Holy Spirit really moves. All have that heart of compassion, you know, and I, I thank the Lord for that, that he has put me in that place. Isn't that wonderful? You know, we need friends that encourage our faith because it leads us to spiritual growth. You need to surround yourself with people that love God like you love God. And when you do, can I tell you, you're gonna grow, they're gonna grow, and the kingdom of God advances. And that's one of the beautiful things is every year, I get a couple weeks, I get an opportunity just to share with you how important this value is, that, that we're building, not, we're not just building a service, right? We're not just building a place that we go. But what we're building is a community of believers that come out of the first place, that first space, out of the second space, and determine we're going to create third spaces. We're going to come out of the crowd, and we're going to have relationships with the 12, and we're going to really grow. I learned a long time ago that true discipleship, I mean deep, deep discipleship happens when we're in authentic relationships with one another. And for us here at Christian Life Center, the life group is the main vehicle for that to happen. But hear me, you gotta be intentional and you gotta determine that you're gonna create that third space because it doesn't happen. Doesn't happen uh, automatically. You've got to determine with some willpower that I'm gonna do it. So the first thought I wanted you to take a hold of today is third spaces are important because it helps us to draw near to God. The second thought that I want you to hold on to today is that third spaces helps us to defeat sin. Can I hear an amen? It helps us to defeat sin. Let's pick up our passage here that we're looking at in Hebrews chapter 10. In Hebrews chapter 10, I left off at verse 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed and pure with water. See, what he's saying to you and I is that the guilt of sin and sin condemns. When we give in to sin in our life, it's a bondage. It's a, it's a door that we open. And that sin condemns us. And that sin keeps us from entering the holy of holies. 
But when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we live in Christ, that's the forgiveness and the mercy and the grace that comes from Christ, which, by the way, comes through repentance of sin. So when I repent of my sin, I'm in Christ. And when I'm in Christ, I receive forgiveness. I receive the mercy and the grace of God. And therefore, my conscience has been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. And now no longer am I in guilt, shame, and condemnation, but the power of sin is broken over my life. And somebody just has to claim that. You see, the early church believed. They believed that they were better and that they would win and conquer sin if they would hold on together. I want to take you back a few chapters. Same book, Hebrews chapter 3, same author. We're not sure who the author is, but many believe it's Paul. Same author. It's the same letter. It's just back a few chapters. You know the Bible wasn't written with chapters and verses. Those were put in later so that we could study it. So it's the same letter. Just back a few chapters in chapter 3. Look here. Hebrews chapter 3. I love this. I love it. See to it, brothers, brothers and sisters, see to it that none of you, turn to your neighbor, wherever you're at, turn to somebody that you're, you're in service with right now and say, that's you, you, you and me. See to it that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Man, that's so powerful. I love it. See to it, brothers and sisters, the church. See to it that none of you allow sin in your heart, that there is a drift that takes place, that you begin to doubt, that there's an unbelieving heart that turns you away from the living God. See to it that you don't allow apathy into your heart. Come on, somebody. See to it that you don't get cold, that you don't get apathetic, that it doesn't become a ritual or a tradition in your life. See to it. That you don't turn away from the living God, but, say it with me, but, encourage one another daily. Now, can I tell you, you're not going to encourage one another daily if you don't create a third space. If you don't get into a group of 12, there's no way. You see, those that are sitting on your row right now, there's no way. Look down your row. Go ahead. If you're in this auditorium, look down the row. Just look down that row. Look to the very end. Way down. You're socially distant, but look way down. Now, those of you in your living room, I know it don't work the same for you, but in the auditorium, look, look around. You don't know what's happening on the end of that row. You don't know what's going on in their life. You can't encourage them daily. See, sometimes we read this and we, we discount what God was saying through the biblical writers. Encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. See, sin can be deceitful, can it? The reality is we can get enticed. The enemy will come and he'll entice us. I mean, it's, it's just that one bite of the apple. It's just this one thing. It's okay. Good God really say, God will forgive. And we start rationalizing. We start compromising in our mind. And before we know it, the enemy has gotten us to a place that we're deceived. And in our deception, we turn away because we easily rationalize and we justify the cravings of the sinful man and the 
the hunger that's within to do what is evil and we turn away from God. And he says, therefore, it's in you, it's in me, it's in all of us. Therefore, encourage one another. Why? Because the drift can happen within all of us. Oh, no, no, it can. I know you're sitting there thinking it can, but it can. And every one of us in the heart, the drift can begin. And if nobody is in your circle, if you're not in a group of 12, if you don't have a third space with biblical believers that are with you, nobody will see the drift. They won't see what's taking place. They won't know what's happening in your heart. Why? Because they don't have access. But when you're in a third space, that, that third space, and the drift starts happening, can I tell you, others can see it. I want you to listen to this testimony with Leon and uh, Kim Roy as they share, and it links right in to this thought. Look at this screen. Coming to CLC with such a large congregation and such a large church, I didn't really feel like I was a part of the family. So I wanted to be a part of the community. I wanted to be a part of the um, the family of CLC, and that's why I decided to become a part of Life Group. I just migrated here to the U.S., so I had that need or desire to be around godly people. That's important to me personally, because growing up, um, I don't want to bash anybody in my family, but I didn't really have um, godly men in my family, to be honest, that I can really learn from or grow from. That's what has been rewarding to me, to see the growth of the guys in my life group, to see them grow. It just helped me grow closer to the Lord because I had to be prepared, not only for them, but even in my own walk. So my relationship grew with the Lord because of life group, you know, but it really helped me, um, not just in the church, but when I go out, uh, whether it's at work, um, never afraid to have conversations with guys, you know, to encourage them, um, to help them, to let them know that we are all a family here. But they have to get that for themselves. But I let them know, you know, I'm an open book with them. I'm very transparent, you know, and I encourage them. Life Group has definitely helped me, you know, in my walk with Christ. In more ways than one, for example, I would have issues about, you know, being single, you know, certain financial issues and the other guys, you know, based on their experience and wisdom, they really helped me to grow. But it's more on the living life basis. Like we are a family, we do things together, whether it's um, like yeah. Kimori said, financial, but not just financial, but if you need someone to talk to. Um, and, and as we said, like as men, we normally have a guard up. So, you know, it's, it's really tough because sometimes we feel like, you know, we are men, we have to be macho, we have to deal with these problems and we have to solve them and then we tend to want to solve them on their own. And then it's like, no, life group is about having a community, having men that can encourage you because they've been through that. Because that's where the growth and the healing comes from, you know, according to the scriptures. It's other believers and I 100% recommend it. Really and truly, you have nothing to lose. But when you try it, you make sure you give it the same opportunity and you put the same effort in. Don't just try it and then be like, uh, but put the effort in and I guarantee you, it will work. It did for us and it's still working. Man, I love that. It worked for us and it'll work for you. The reality is you and I need individuals like that. The question is, do you have that in your life? Be honest. Do you have it in your life? There's some of you that are listening today 
And the story would be so different for you and for your family, in your life, for your marriage, if you had stepped into a third space. If you would have had a circle of 12 around you, things would have been so much different. And the reason is, is because you would have had individuals that have been stirring you and and encouraging you and, and pulling you along. And together, we would have won the fight But I'm telling you, it's not too late. In fact, Paul says, encourage, encourage. He says, I want you brothers and sisters daily in chapter three there of Hebrews, I want you to get into each other's life. And why it is so important again is because we defeat sin together. Why? As I'll begin to see the drift, you'll begin to see the drift. And when you begin to see the drift and you begin to know that something isn't quite right, something is wrong, something isn't right uh, the way it needs to be, there is somebody that's there to encourage. I mean, the wife who feels alone, feels like she's, she's pressing through and raising the children all by herself, her husband's out working, and, and all of a sudden, life just seems to be collapsing in on her. If she has a circle of 12, if she has a third space, can I tell you, there'll be some others that'll be there that can encourage her, pray with her, can help hold her up, the couple that's struggling. I mean, the reality is all marriages will have its challenges. It'll have its times that you have to persevere and and push through. You've got to just hold on and, and keep living out the ways of God. But sometimes that can be tough. That can be challenging. But when you get another spiritual couple in your life, you're not walking alone. I mean, they just help you when you're processing because sometimes we, we get off in our process and our, our perceptions can get off and you've got somebody else that's there for you. I love what Hebrews 3 says there in verse 13. The writer says, sin's deceitfulness. You see, the enemy's trying to deceive. The enemy's trying to do all that he can to kill, steal, and destroy your faith, the anointing of God, and the plan of God over your life. But that third space helps you. Now, that's why I'm really excited about the spiritual growth campaign. This one, I believe, is one of the best ones that we have done. We've done one every year for the last 10 years. And this one, uh, I'm excited about because we're gonna talk about how do we win this fight the fight within, the, the battle within. In that video, it talked about the fruit killer. The fruit killer can be my own desires, my own cravings of the, of the natural man. It can be the enemy tempting me. But how do I win this spiritual fight? And we're gonna talk about some topics we don't normally talk about that Paul deals with in Galatians chapter five. And that's why I'm encouraging you to get a kit, get into one of the life groups, be a part of this. Because when you create third spaces like this, it helps you defeat sin. All right, the third thought that I wanna leave with you today is Paul, in our, Paul, the writer of Hebrews, says to you and I, if we go back to chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, go back over there. In Hebrews chapter 10, he helps you and I to see that when we create third spaces, when we get into a circle of 12, when we have individuals like this in our life, look what he says happens. In verse 23, he says, let us hold unswervingly to what? To the hope we profess. 
Now, that hope can be many things. It could be the blessed hope that Jesus is coming, and and he refers to that here, that Jesus is coming, and he's gonna take all of us who have given our hearts to him, who are in Christ, that have received the gift of salvation. There is a hope of eternity, and can we just say amen? Man, after the last 18 months of, of the pandemic and so many, so many that we know and loved ones that have gone through pain and suffering and death, we have the hope that one day all pain, all suffering, all disease, all, all viruses, all variants, all of it, all cancer, it will be gone forever because we will be with him. There is a hope. There's a hope in the now. Not just in the eternity, but in the now. You see, I keep my eyes on eternity. I know what's going to happen forever. But because I know what's going to happen forever, it helps me to live in the now. It helps me to live today. And so he says, let us, say it with me, let us hold. Reach out with your hand. Just take hold, like you're taking a hold. Hold unswervingly to what? The hope we profess. For he who has promised is faithful. We hold to that hope. When there's job loss, when there's job challenges, we help one another to hold on to the hope that he is my supplier, not my employer. But man, when the job is walked away and when things have changed, I gotta be reminded that there's a hope, that he's the hope. Man, when life throws you a roadblock, right? When, when you hit the potholes of life and, and things blow out your tires in life and we all hit those potholes, you know? We all have those moments. There is a hope, say it with me, there is a hope. And we need to encourage one another that there's hope in sickness. There's hope when relationships are falling apart. There's hope in the societal evils that we see, in the injustices that are happening around the world right now. Afghanistan to America. There's a hope that one day Jesus is coming and all the injustice and all the evils and the wickedness that's increasing will be wiped away. There's a hope. There's a hope in the pandemic. You see, when you're tempted to run from God, you're tempted to give up, there'll be somebody in your community that says, no, 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 there's hope. There's hope you're gonna make it through. You're gonna get to the other side. I was there. I I went through something similar and this is how God helped me. I don't know how he's gonna help you, but this is what I know. He will help you and he will see you through. You see, when you're in a third space, there's a hope that helps each other. Hold on. Somebody says God is faithful to you. Someone says God is going to be close to the brokenhearted. Somebody is speaking life because the enemy and the world, man, this message is way too good for the quietness that's in this room. That's all I got to tell you right now. That there is a hope that Jesus is close to me, that he's in me, that he's holding on to me, that you're not on your own, you're not out on the limb, you're not going to sink, you're not going to drown, you might be in the fire, but he's going to protect you. There is a hope. Somebody is telling you, hold on. Somebody is saying, hold on. Turn to your neighbor and say, hold on. I want you to see this next testimony. It's Woodrow and Janice Hammond. 
And I hope that this gets into your heart and into your spirit. Look at this testimony. Hi, my name is Janice Hammonds. My name is Woodrow Hammonds. How I got to be the life movie leader was uh, Pastor Nadine. And I was just talking to her and gave her testimony about the life group and what we were going through. You bring the team up. And she told me <laughs> that we should be the life group leader. I was really running, you know, because it was different. And I, and I thought, life group, what's that? You don't need to go to life group, you know? And I, 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 didn't, I didn't know the significance of it because it was new to me. You get to know people um, intimately. You get to know them. You get to um, share your life story. They get to know your family. You get to know their family. And it's encouragement. They encourage you. We encourage one another. Yeah. You know, that first thing I recognized was the love for the people. You know, and that, that just, oh, I was overwhelming to me. You know, I, 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 that's, what, that's what made me want to be here. When I did find that group that was right for me, uh, I was excited. I even, you know, it was so good to, I was able to encourage. I got my sister coming, my son was coming, and even my nephew was coming. I mean, it was like a, a family, family thing, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to be in a life group, you know. You, you, it's it's a, a lot, it's way more benefits to it than what I thought. It's, it's more than just hanging out. It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's a community coming together. Just like if you don't have a connection with your family, I think you can have it there. Hallelujah. The question is who's helping to hold your rope? Are you surrounding yourself with a community that can help you to hold on? Look here. Let me share the scripture. He says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we, that we profess where he who has promised is faithful. Verse 24, let us, say it again, let us consider how we can what? Spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We need a we in the valley. Someone tweet it. We need a we in the valley. We need someone that's going to hold us up and hold on and we're going to hold on to. I mean, I love what Romans 12, 9 says. It says, don't pretend that you love others. Really love them. This whole series has been about us being a church that loves people and our love is active. Our love is genuine. First John 3 18 says that I must love not in words and talk only, but in action. That's genuine. Man, when you get in the third spaces, I'm telling you, you're forced to be the church. And the problem is, is we've thought the building is the church. Going to a service is the church. But in the last month I hope that you've seen that it's getting into a third space that we really are the church so turn to your neighbor and say get in the church <laughs> now for those of you that are live streaming I'm not talking about the physical building I'm talking about get into a third space I'm talking about get into a group of 12 where you can grow in deep discipleship with one another the last and final thought, the band's going to kick it up for me back here. It helps me wind down. Amen, 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 because I'm all wound up today. <laughs> Pastor Kevin preached last week, and he got to preach so long that I felt jealous. I was like, dude, they stayed that long for him. They better stay for me today. 
Wasn't that a good sermon last week? Oh, Pastor Kevin. Man, oh man, I honor him. What a great word. This is what I know. This is what I know. Lastly, third spaces are important. And I love this one. This is my, this is my favorite, one of my favorite. Third spaces are important because it helps us to change the world together. We can change the world together. See, together we can do more than we could ever do alone. The mission statement that we had, and I still say it over and over again, of our church in Vienna, when we pastored there as missionary pastors, was that our mission was to make a major spiritual impact. Here, we created the mission statement that we're messengers of hope. Now, I've linked the two together recently, and maybe you've been hearing me say it, that we're messengers of hope that make a major spiritual impact. Now, the word major says you can see the difference. You see, they they used to ask us as pastors when we would go to conferences, if your church quit existing tomorrow, if it was no longer in existence tomorrow, would the community miss your church? And I have to tell you, there was many times that I would go, yeah, I don't know. I don't know they would miss our church. But can I tell you, after the last 18 months, there's no doubt in my mind that if Christian Life Center wasn't here, the community would miss. Why? Because we're making a major spiritual impact together. What I love about the spiritual growth campaign is at the end of it, all the life groups, all of us that are willing to serve, we have a community event and we serve the community This year, it's going to be in light the night. It's going to be a regional event. Man, we get to serve. We get to make a difference together. We get to serve our community. We're making a difference. We can change the world together. Man, when we link together as kingdom builders, we can change the world. A few weeks ago, when the earthquake ravished Haiti and we're still praying and partnering with them, instantly, I mean, that night, because we have a partner called Convoy of Hope. They have a feeding program. They have warehouses there. They were already there on the ground with teams already there. That instantly. Because you're a kingdom builder. This is how we get to change the world together. Instantly, I sent $50,000 from the kingdom builder fund. Because you've been so generous this year. We had it. We, I didn't ask you to give an offering. We sent it immediately. And we're going to keep sending. We want to keep partnering. And we can do that because you're kingdom builders. Man, when refugees started leaving Afghanistan and they began to go to other countries around, the Assemblies of God rallied together its missionary teams around Afghanistan Thank the Lord, all of our personnel got out of Afghanistan and, and, and they're, they're ministering to the refugees that are in these other nations instantly because you're a kingdom builder. Now, this is the beauty of we get to change the world together. Instantly, I sent $10,000 just like that from kingdom builders. Man, we can change the world together. I was with a pastor yesterday, and they're in a a smaller community, about 200,000 people, and that's a big community, but it's a smaller. We have 2 million people in Broward County alone, not counting the Palm Beach counties and and the the Miami-Dade County. 
Broward County, two million people. See, the question is not how big do you want the church to be, Lord? The question is how many have yet to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? How many have yet to step in to a relationship with him? So what I love about your vision, what I love about us linking together in third spaces, in vision and in heart, is guess what? Four campuses, I'm just telling you, is only the beginning. Because there needs to be more light shining bright around South Florida. Worship nights. I mean, they're going to start coming in some different areas of our community. And we're going to be saying, hey, if you live in that community, come. Be with us. Worship with us. Why? We can change the world together. We can change the world together. My faith encourages you. Your faith encourages me. So this whole message comes to one question. And that is, do you have a third space, a biblical third space? Do you have a circle of 12 so that they can spur you on? And can I plead with you? Paul would say, I I beg you, I plead with you. No more excuses. If you're virtual, you're in another area than South Florida, Guess what? We've got virtual life groups, third spaces that are happening all week long. You can be a part of it right there. You don't have to worry about the the, the issues that our pandemic are creating. You see, the reality is we're going to find ways to create the third space, but there can't be any more excuses. If I'm not going to go personally, then I can't say I'm tired of Zoom. I got to do one or the other. I got to create a third space. Too many are saying no. And that's what Paul says uh, here in Hebrews 10, 25. It encourages, let us. Now he gives us a negative. He's been giving us positives, but now he gives a negative. Let us not, say not, give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. So, I get one shot all year long. (laughs) And this is it. One time to say, you need third spaces. You need to get into a group of 12. It'll pull you in your faith. Together we'll draw closer to God. Together we will defeat sin Together, we can hold on to hope. And together, we can change the world. Can we give the Lord praise? This is what I want you to do. If you don't have a third space, a biblical third space, a group of 12 that you can get together, we've created what we call life groups. And in the life group, they meet all week long. We have couples groups, men's groups, women's groups, young adult groups. We have youth uh, that have uh, their, uh, their life groups. I mean, we have a group for you. We have virtual groups. We have in-person groups. We've created, <laughs> let me say it another way. We've removed all of the obstacles and we've removed all of the excuses. Paul says, let us do this together. It's easy. The drift can happen. But when we're in this third space, God can do something supernatural. 
So what I want you to do, if you're not in the third space, is I want you to take your cell phone. Right now, I want you to do it. If you're watching my live stream, I want you to do it right now. Now, if you're on your computer, you're, you can click right then and there. There's a link. You'll be able to click it, and it'll take you right there. It'll be easier for you. But I want you to take your cell phone. I want you to, I want you to zero in on that code. Zero in right there on that QR code. Now, you're used to it because you go to the restaurant, and that's how you get your menu now. And you physically eat with that code. But now we're going to use it spiritually to get into a third space. You, 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 you put it up to that code. Those that are watching by TV, if you're watching on your phone, you're going to have a problem. You have to click it because you can't do it on your phone and zoom in at the same time. But for everybody else, you can zoom in on the code right now, right now, right now. And we're not leaving until you do it right now, right now. Worship team's not singing until we do it right now because it's so important. You zoom in on it. You zoom in on it. There's someone right now watching us. You're watching us. You're out of South Florida. Zoom in right now. It doesn't matter. You can get into a virtual group. We've got some virtual groups and they're all over the state of Florida and they're, they're zooming in. They're, they're in a group together. Zoom in on it. It's gonna take you to a link. What you're gonna do is you're gonna just give us a few informations so that we can get you, help you to get connected to a third group. The website, the UR code will take you to the same page. Both of them will take you to the same spot. And when you get there, you can sign up. Now, if you're already in a third group, you're already in a third space, you're in a life group, then that's okay. You don't have to do it again. But it's for us that need this in our life. Father, right now, I pray that the spiritual growth campaign, Father, will be one of the most powerful sermon series and campaigns that we have done. That, Lord, you'll teach us how to walk and live in the Spirit. That you'll teach us, Lord, how to win the fight from within. How to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. I pray, God, that you're going to use it in a powerful way. And I'm asking God today that as we begin to link the third spaces, that these third spaces that we create will be meaningful, they'll be powerful that they'll draw us closer to you, that we'll defeat sin together, that God will hold on to hope together, and we'll change the world together. Right now, Lord, I pray that you'll remove any excuse, and we'll make the commitment, and we'll move forward. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.